Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. A lot to talk about this week. I've got just a ton of things to talk about and I'll just, I'm not sure what I'm gonna, where I'm going to go today, but I'll probably go all over the place talking about our mentorship week that we had last week. We had Haley Nida and Sarah Angel here all week training horses with us and uh, they brought some of their own horses. I worked some of mine. We rode pretty much all day, every day, had several meetings in between there where we worked on personal development, goal setting, self-image, positive self-talk. A lot of the things that in this industry, whether you're competing at a high level, training at a high level, being a person that is just trying to progress their horse in their training, there are times where we got to be really, really careful about our attitudes, our habits. And that's one of the things I'm going to talk a lot about today um, when we talk about creating that self-image that puts us in a position to be successful. And along with a lot of horsemanship, fundamental principles, a lot of the things we worked on last week. You know, to begin with, I'm gonna talk a little bit about a couple of Haley's horses. Haley's got some really nice horses that win at a high level, very competitive, you know, everywhere she goes. Haley's done an outstanding job of developing her skills and progressing. She probably, it's probably been coming and riding with us for five or six years now has been to several clinics and she just, I tell you what, she has a great attitude about continuing to learn. You know, I always talk about the two things we have to have if you're going to get better is you got to be willing to learn. You got to be willing to work. Haley is the epitome of those two things. I mean, she's, she's just like a sponge when you're, when you're working horses and, and, a sponge with learning and that shows in all phases of her life. And then as far as work ethic, I mean, she just has a work ethic like no other. I mean, she's just a very, very hard worker, has some nice horses. And at the same time, when you're doing well, when you're having some success and having a good bit of success, Sometimes it's real easy to ignore some little things that at the time, yeah, they can be little things turn into big things. And so over time, when we ignore some small things, pretty soon those small things accumulate into a big thing. And like with Haley's two really good horses, they both had small things that had continued to escalate a bit to where she had some challenges 
and they weren't huge challenges, but they were going to get bigger if she didn't address them with, with collection and stiffness. One of her horses was a little, that horse would lose collection in the turns. And because of that, anytime a horse loses collection, they become front end loaded. As soon as a horse is front end loaded, they're going to be stiff in those shoulders. Those shoulders aren't going to be freed up. Anytime that happens, the front feet aren't moving like they should be. They're not stepping. They're not, they're not keeping that forward momentum. And, you know, this horse is talented enough that, that he still, still places and wins. It's so hard as trainers because we know how hard it is to get to that point where you're winning because it's so competitive everywhere. Well, and then when we get there, we're like, oh gosh, I don't want to screw this up. So I don't, you know, sometimes we, sometimes when you start winning, it kind of to a degree paralyzes us a little bit because we're afraid to do something that'll screw that up. Because, like I said, we all know how tough it is to get there. I mean, we're we're working on it right now, trying to get ready. Wade and I to get ready to go to Vegas, and I promise you, right now, I don't feel at all prepared. And we've been working at it, but I don't feel like we're ready yet. And hopefully, with cooperation of the weather and scheduling, and hopefully this next month is really good as far as our practice is concerned. But you know, when you when you're when you get there and and you've got your horse, when you when you are winning, a lot of times we let that kind of trick us into thinking that we're never going to have to go back to those fundamental principles that got us there, and that would be really nice if we didn't. But the reality is, you do you have to go back to them. So, so just like with one of Haley's horses, we worked a lot on collection and, and I know that when she went home, I mean, at the end of the week, he was much better than at the beginning of the week. And I know she will continue to work on it. And it's not that it's not that you have to work any harder. You just have to be pay attention to it, be aware of it, and continue to reinforce. That's, that's one of the biggest things is understanding if you want to have a great foundation, it's all about continual reinforcement of your foundation horsemanship. There, there's not anybody out there that gets to a point that never has to do it again. And, and if there is I mean, if you're that person, good for you, because I promise you, you are in the minority. I mean, you're in the one-tenth of one-tenth of one-tenth of one-tenth of one percent of people out there. Because, like I always talk about, horses are never, they do not ever get to that point where they're a programmed computer. Are some horses more consistent than others, more seasoned than others? Yes, absolutely. But at the same time, any time we let them do something or we let something happen that is not what we want, we're training that to happen again. 
So when you go into a turn and you make a run or say in the say in the rope and your horse starts to hop up in the box and then go and you you ignore it and you let let it happen you're creating an environment where that's going to happen again so it's it's really easy to do that we've all done it right well with this with with Haley's horse that she calls Alley Cat, and he's a everybody in this country knows of Alley Cat. He's a really, really good horse, and but you know that horse had that horse had got to where he wasn't as efficient in that that first turn, and it was simply because he was simply because he was becoming hollowed out. I mean, whether you want it want to call it hollowing out in their back or losing collection it's to me it's one and the same you know you think about it anytime a horse keeps their collection and i'm not saying runs in a collected position i'm saying when you take the slack out of the bridle reins they get behind that bridle their head doesn't elevate two or three inches well that's that's the difference in the back being hollowed out or round in their back and when they're round in their back that hind leg's going to be up underneath them well if the hind leg is up underneath them they're going to be a lot freer in that front end there's going to be a lot less weight on that front end which makes those front feet free up to where they can keep moving cuz like I've always talked about if them front feet ain't moving that back end ain't coming through i mean you know, I was watching a video of Buck Branneman the other night, and he was talking about talking about using your bridle reins to control those front feet, just like they're connected to that front foot. Where you pick up on the rein, they pick up on you pick up on the right rein, they pick up on that right front foot. That he's exactly right. That is, you know, I've always said you got to ride them like our rein is connected to them front feet because where their nose goes doesn't mean anything if the front feet don't follow you know and so by doing that by doing that keeping that front end freed up you you've got that you've got that horse to where they're more balanced and round in their back and collected well two things happen there you're going to take fewer steps in a turn and your horse is going to be in position to accelerate in the action after the actual turn at that object at the barrel makes a huge difference makes a huge difference i mean anytime you can save steps and be in position to accelerate to your next point whatever that is and for each of you out there especially like barrel racers you everybody does it a little bit different and that doesn't mean they're that one way is right and one way is wrong but at the same time, you, you, you need to do it in a way or you would, I think you would want to do it in a way to where it's efficient and it saves time and it makes your horse's job easier. So, you know, just like with Alley Cat, that's what we worked on all week. And he was definitely better at the end of the week. Now, the reason he was better is that Haley just went back to paying more attention to it working on those fundamental principles working on collection doing doing drills that encourage collection and softness in that rib cage 
you know, because in a turn, if you want to have a nice, soft, balanced turn, your horse has to be soft in that rib cage. You've got to have that horse flexed in that rib cage. Otherwise, if they're not flexed in that rib cage, they're bilateral. And anytime a horse is bilateral, they're going to be pivoting on that front end because they're hollowed out. You know, they're not collected. Another horse, a horse she calls Gumby, that horse to the, I think it was to the right, if I remember right, he had gotten to where he was getting bilateral in that rib cage and really pushing, kind of pushing that rib cage into you, into Haley in the turn. Well, at the same time, here again, when he pushes that rib cage into her, then his head would come up a little bit. Now the horse is super talented, very well trained. Haley's really got her horses trained, but he had started to, to develop a pattern of doing that and makes a huge difference. You still, you can still run and, and shut the clock off in place but he wasn't being anywhere near as efficient as he can be. And they were, those were little things, but little things become big things. And that's something we, we all deal with daily with these horses. I mean, little things become big things, you know? And so, and then uh, Haley brought a younger horse that is starting to, work really nice but also had some weaknesses in its collection and we talked a lot about that and this is something that everybody needs to understand that those young horses when you start running them and and as you put more speed with it they are going to lose collection they're going to lose that softness in their turns because they're starting to try harder. And when a horse starts to try harder, they're going to get stiff. So it's a, it's kind of a two steps forward, one step back type situation where when you put that speed with it on those younger horses and it always, you know, when we start putting speed with it, it usually goes pretty good for a while because we've done our homework, we've done, we've worked on those foundation principles, we've got those horses nice and soft, we have them in the habit of using the thinking side of their brain. And then we start putting speed with it and it goes pretty good. And then we put a little more speed with it and then we make a few more runs. Well, just, just think about it. As you put more speed with it and make more runs, the repetition of speed and more runs is going to induce stiffness. It is going to create a trigger where a horse starts to anticipate the running and turning at a higher speed. That's gonna trigger that horse getting bilateral, getting stiff, losing collection, you know, hollowing out that back. So with those younger horses, and, and with this horse here, this horse, this filly was working real good, but she was starting to get a little stiff, starting to lose some collection, starting to see some head elevation. And it was just a great reminder to go ahead and back up with that filly too in between runs and really reinforce those foundation principles. You know, continue progressing the horse with the runs, 
and the speed, then also continuing to back up, you know, and so great combination of horses, really, really awesome, awesome horsepower that Haley has. And then she had another horse too that we worked on, horse of her mom's, that horse we all know, call him Leroy. And, and Leroy, I think, made some some good progress as well. So it was a great week with Haley and we just loved having her. She's, she's like family to us. And so then uh, also we had Sarah Angel from down in Texas and, and Sarah had been to a clinic of mine in Seguin, Texas a year ago. And, and prior to that, we'd known each other by talking on the phone. We'd wor- actually worked on doing an event down there and prior to COVID and then with when COVID hit, it, it shut that event down. But uh, Sarah had a great week, had a couple customer horses with her, had a couple of her own horses, worked through some challenges um, with both. And Sarah being, a, being in the training business for herself and she's worked with some really good mentors prior to coming here as well. She'd She's had some, and, and Sarah and Haley are going to be featured on a couple podcasts coming up. So you're going to hear about, get to hear about some of their mentors in their lives and some, how their programs have progressed. And, and it, make sure you tune in for those because those are really good. They were, those were really good conversations that we had at the end of the week after a busy week of training horses. So Sarah just had some little challenges that she had to work through with each of her horses um one in particular she's got a horse called nelly and we talked about it on the podcast with her and she'll talk in more detail but nelly was a a challenging horse in the fact that she was pretty reactive and sarah figured out some things she can do to get Nellie over that and to uh, help Nellie appreciate when she does get a break. I mean, Nellie had a couple of days where she, we put her to work because she had a lot of, she had a lot of extra energy. She was a little bit disrespectful. She wasn't appreciative of the opportunities that she had to stop her feet and just sit still. And, and, you know, for Nellie, um, idle time's kind of the devil's workshop. And so we worked on that and, and it was excellent for Nellie and it was excellent for Sarah because like, like we talked about, horses don't like being reactive. They don't like being and having the mindset that they're basically scared to death. They, they want confidence and security and we really have to help those kind of horses find that confidence and that security and and stimulate that thinking side of their brain help them understand you can stop moving your feet sit still and just relax and you know that was a big breakthrough with that horse because when she left Saturday morning she would loaded all her other horses and she was leading Nellie out to get loaded and Nellie's head was down. She was walking behind her quiet. And Sarah said, made the comment that normally when the other horses are loaded, 
and she's the last one to get caught. She's kind of, you know, kind of ignorant, kind of overbearing, you know, nice, nice horse, um, very talented, very athletic, big, strong mare. But, you know, like on those horses, we, we, we need them to have that energy and that strength, but we need to be able to use that in a positive way. And I guarantee you, that is a completely different horse now. And like I told Sarah, keep me, keep me updated monthly because there, you're going to see some big changes in that horse over time. Now, you know, nothing happens overnight. You know, you don't create a habit overnight. You know, it takes time. It takes repetitions. It takes consistency. But the change will come if we change. You know, the first thing that has to happen is if we don't like what we're getting, we got to do something different. You know, don't keep doing what you're doing if you don't like getting what you're getting. Just like with, with Nellie, like I told Sarah, you didn't, she didn't need to, Sarah didn't need to work any harder than she was working. Sarah's, a, Sarah's just like Haley, hard worker, shows up ready to work, great attitude. But there were just a couple little things where she lacked maybe just a little bit of confidence to follow through with some things. And, and you know, that's one thing we talked about, too, is, you know, having the confidence, having the knowledge, and having the confidence to apply it in a way that gets the desired result. And, you know, and sometimes it's not, it's not always super pretty. You know, sometimes you have to put their feet to work. For lack of a better term, sometimes they need to appreciate that moment where you let them stop their feet and they take that big breath of air. You know, horses are bred to be basically super freaks. I mean, they've got so much strength, so much ability, so much speed. We need them to have that energy, but we've got to be able to channel that in a positive direction. You know, and, and Sarah did an awesome job of that this week. Middle of the week, we had that session where, where Nellie probably had to work a little harder than Nellie wanted to work or probably a little harder than Nellie's ever worked. But you know what? That was a turning point. It was a turning point in Sarah's training career and it was a turning point in Nellie's life. And I guarantee you, those they're both going to be better because of that day. Now, we all hate those kind of days. We, we don't look forward to those kind of days. But at the same time, I guarantee if you ask Sarah, that was the day that changed their relationship. So the toughest day they've both probably ever had is also the biggest turning point they've both ever had. And that's something we always have to remind ourselves of. You know, that's something we have to remind ourselves of, that those really, really tough days, they're a blessing. I've always said that. They're, they're the blessing. So it was awesome to see that because that was, there was just a change. And the next day, Sarah was a different trainer. 
and you've seen it in all her horses. She had four horses up here as well and did an outstanding job on all of them, progressed them all, and at the same time progressed herself. So I was, I tell you what, I was just so proud of Sarah and I was so proud of Haley this week. It was neat also. We had a meeting every day where we talked about personal development. We talked about goal setting and the, the importance of setting goals, setting short-term goals, setting long-term goals, you know, having a having goals for today, having goals for this year, having goals for the next five years, but then also understanding how important it is to have the plan. You have to have a plan and a system to implement to reach those goals. One of my favorite conversations, we talked about self-image. And, you know, self-image is what makes you act like you. Your self-image is what makes you act like you. And out of a book called With Winning in Mind by Lanny Basham, he says, it is the total of your habits and your attitudes. Your self-image is the total of your habits and your attitudes. Well, what's awesome about that is we have control of establishing our habits and we have control of establishing our attitudes. Now, you know, something else that Lanny says in that book, he says, your performance and your self-image are always equal. Man, he talks a lot about winning performances and I'm going to talk a I'm going to talk more about this in another podcast too, but he talks about your performance and your self-image are always equal. Well, be thinking about that because your self-image is the total of your habits and your attitudes. And we talked a lot about self-talk and how we talk to ourselves. And I will tell you this before we wrap up this episode, understand that, I mean, and this is coming from a guy who has been pretty hard on himself with his self-talk. And don't think I haven't chewed myself out, called myself every name in the book. You know, when I did something that, you know, I looked at as being stupid, right? Well, you know what? Every time I did those things, I was trying hard. Now, just because I did something stupid doesn't mean it's okay because I was trying hard, but you know, instead of beating myself up, if I would have changed my self-talk to, you know what, I know better than that, and next time I'm going to do better, instead of saying, you know what, you are the dumbest son of a gun that ever walked the face of the earth, (laughs) because believe me, I've told myself that before. Well, self-talk is everything, and one thing I want to leave everybody with on this episode is Starting today, change your self-talk. Change your self-talk to, I can do this. Change your self-talk to, I can do this. I do this every day. I work hard. I'm a good person. I'm trying hard to get better, and I am getting better every day. I am a high-performance individual. I am good at what I do. You know, things like that. Just change your self-talk to something positive today. All right? I'm going to leave you with that. Hey, everybody, 
have a great week of training. God bless you, each and every one of you. And as always, today and every day, be your best. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhavenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhavenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better, whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.